right, if I could have everybody uh, take your seats, possibly come on in closer, now that y'all got to know each other a little bit better. I'm going to start off with uh, announcements this morning. Just a reminder, uh, the church elections will be taking place February 25th. Uh, so for all of you that are 15 and older who are members of the church, please pick up your sample ballot at the welcome counter. We also have life groups that have started. Uh, if you haven't found one, there are life groups for every night of the week. We have ones for just women. We have ones that are Spanish-speaking. We have ones for the family. Following life groups, we also have youth group and preteen group. If you are a teenager or about to be a teenager, please come out Thursday nights. We have lots of fun. The kids have time learning about Jesus. It's always a good time. Following that, we have men's breakfast this Saturday, 8 a.m. If you haven't been, it's a blast. We fellowship. We get to know each other. It's always a good time. Uh, we have a great chef, Vince. He's a good cook. He'll be there. Following that, if you like breakfast, we are starting a women's breakfast now the following week. 8 a.m. If you guys have any questions, please reach out to Ricky, I believe, and she will put you guys down on the list. Speaking of women, we have Women's Aspire, March 22nd. <laughs> Tickets will be on sale in the foyer uh, for the home church women's. It is $25 a ticket, so please get your tickets. Come out. I hear it's a blast. I'm not able to go, but you guys can have fun. Uh, at this moment, I would ask that everybody would pull your phones out and silence them, please. We are going to head into a time of offering and prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you, first and foremost, just bless our, our offerings and our tithes, that you would bless the giver as they as they give from their heart, not give out of, out of the fact that they just feel they have to give, but that they would give because they want to give because you call them to, Father. Father God, I ask that you list, lift up our worship and our prayer and our praise to you, Father. I ask that you would bless our pastor as he speaks before you, Father. We thank you so much for giving us this day Thank you so much for allowing us to be here and allowing us to just be in a country where we can praise you. Thank you so much, Father. Amen.
please stand with us. We're going to sing How Great Is Our God. We're just going to enter into a time of worship. Amen. Thank you, sister. I appreciate that. You know, I just, every now and then it's good to give the Lord praise, you know, and I just want to say real quick uh, before we do that, sister, um, if you would have remembered, if you would have told Brett two years ago he'd be giving announcements at church, he would have said, you're smoking crack. <laughs> Here at this church, we believe in discipleship, dedication, and duplication. Can we give our brother a hand for announcements that he gave? It's so amazing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
sing your praises. Thank you, Lord, for everyone who's here this morning. We just pray that their hearts would be filled with joy, the joy of the Lord, Lord, that they would know that you and you alone are the one to look to. We pray you would fill our lives. We ask you, Lord, to fill us with your Holy Spirit who lives in us and through us and that we would be a living example of the living Christ. Oh Lord, we love you so much and we just approach your throne of grace to tell you so. Read every heart, enable us all to come to you with all of our prayers and our petitions and particularly with our joys and our love for you. Because you are all in all. You are our everything, Lord. Come this morning and be what we need to be. Listen to what we need to listen to. And then live it out like you want us to live. You are the great creator. You created families. And so we pray as we hear this message on family living that we would put it to heart and then do what you tell us to do. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Señor Abogado Padre, que es un gozo, un privilegio, Señor, estar ante tu presencia, Señor. Eh, nuestros corazones están dichosos de alabarte, Señor, de darte todo, Señor. Rendirte pleitesías, rendirte toda nuestra humildad que se va, se, se va a nuestras rodillas ante ti Señor gracias Padre por este maravilloso día Señor llénanos con tu palabra Señor el mensaje que tienes a través de nuestro pastor de nuestro líder Señor que te ama tanto, que ama tanto a nuestra congregación Señor y como familia todos juntos Señor te adoramos te decimos gracias por tu presencia gracias por darnos una esperanza de salvación gracias porque Llamarnos hijos tuyos, Señor. Qué bendición, Señor. Gracias por todo lo que nos brindas. 
en el nombre de Jesús. Amén. Let's sing out that chorus one more time as we get ready to answer into God's word this morning. Holy, there is no one like you. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes. Wonder and show me who you are. those around us, whether here at church or at the grocery store or at work, for those around us, may they see you, may they hear you, may they feel you through us. Even while we're in our individual homes, Father, in our house, may this be our prayer, may this be our life, may you be around us, Father. May you be in us. Father, for you are holy, and we thank you, Father, for who you are. Speak to every person into this place, Father. Speak to every grandparent, every child, every mother and father. May your word go forth with power and dominion. May it teach, may it correct, may it rebuke, Father, this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. amen, amen. You may be seated this morning, church. Thank you. Worship team, we so appreciate you this morning. You may be seated this morning. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, you ever drive down the road and see somebody uh, with their gas can open, the, the little thing? What normally, what, what do you do? I mean, no matter how busy you are, no matter what's going on, no matter how funny you might look trying to get their attention, what I do, I say, you know, I'll, I'll get their attention and honk at them and say, hey, your gas can's open because it's the right thing to do. Amen? Amen. Uh, when somebody at the, you're at the restaurant and uh, you, maybe you're waiting and your waiter's taking forever because they, they're low on workers. Um, I mean, you know, things have just been different at the restaurant. I don't know if you've sensed that or seen that, but, you know, light, you know it's crazy and the, they're taking a little longer than normal. Instead of getting frustrated and irritated, you have patience with them because it's the right thing to Matter of fact, if you know they're taking their sweet old time because they're just having one of their days and they don't really care about you, we still show Christ-like attitude because it's the It's the right thing to do. Think about all the things that's the right thing to do. Right thing to do. The other day I was, I was in a hurry, I was in a rush. I had to go to the store to get a bunch of stuff. And again, I said I was in a hurry. I was in a rush. And I'm the last one in the store. You know when they say, uh, we're going to be closing in 10 minutes? Closing in 10 minutes. Thank you, shoppers. Hurry up and get over here now. <laughs> so I get to the line, and I'm there. And they said, oh, you're the last one. Last customer of the day, you know? Last customer gets a discount. I said, oh, really? Nope, just joking. I'm like, <laughs> I smiled because it's the right thing to do, you know? And I'm thinking, huh. Okay, no worries. It's only good. And then... I got my grocery cart, and the, 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 cart, the, the courtesy clerk comes and tells the manager, I got all the grocery carts. I got, you got them all? Yeah, I got them all. I got it. Okay, everything's wrapped up. Well, you're the last one. And I got a bunch of stuff. I'm going, okay, so no worries. I'm, and I know I parked way out there. So I'm like, no worries. I'm just going to come back and bring it back for this young man so he doesn't go back out there, you know. 
So I'm, I'm done, and I go back there. I said, you're the last one. I said, no worries, guys. I'm going to take my car. I'll bring it back in. So I get all the way out there to the end of the parking lot. Why I parked out there is a long story. We don't want to go there. But I parked all the way in the back, and I let all my groceries, and I'm pushing my grocery car all the way back. Like I said, I'm in a hurry. I'm in a rush. And lo and behold, while I'm walking back, there's a car even further shimmering in the light. I went and grabbed the grocery cart and brought it all the way back because it's the right thing to do. How many right things to do have you been presented with? You've had the opportunity to show Christ-like love. Christ-like love to family members, to people on the job site. And we have a decision to make, amen, to either do the right thing or not do the right thing. And this morning, I want to, as we go into home life part three, I want to take a few steps backwards um, to go to the foundation of what we believe before we go further. Um, how many of you know uh, when you build a house, uh, the foundation matters? Amen. When you build a, a, a when they built the church here, when I was talking with Pastor Ted a few years ago about the, the building of the church, building on a good foundation matters. And for those who know the building, there are some things with our building that weren't done quite right. They didn't really think ahead. And so we're having a little issues here and there with certain parts of the building because of the beginning. So building on a strong foundation matters. You want to build your home on a strong foundation. I'm not talking about a physical home. I'm talking about the family home. You want to build on a strong foundation. Let's go to the Word of God. And before we go there, I want to, I want to go to our code of conduct um, as uh, believers, as Nazarenes this morning. And I love how it starts off with um, a good foundation. And that foundation is the, the Ten Commandments. Um, the Ten Commandments. Anyone here memorize the Ten Commandments? Okay, praise God. Um, it starts off with the Ten Commandments, and then it goes to providing equality and justice and equality for all, for the poor, to, to help the widow. And then it goes into stewardship and tithing and giving, um, bringing God's, the first fruits of our income to the storehouse, to God's house. Um, backing up a little bit, the Ten Commandments, you can go to Exodus 20, verse 3 uh, through 17. Providing equality and justice for the poor, you can go to Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 through 46. Stewardship, stewardship and tithing and giving, you can go to Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 through 10. But then it goes a little deeper right here. It's, it says, abstain from entertainment that is subversive to the Christian ethic. Any entertainment that is ungodly, entertainment that is not holy, we, we, we want to stay away from. Um, and we want to, and it's okay, to listen to entertainment that is holy. That is, that, that, that it's okay to laugh without cussing. Can someone say amen? 
you know, um, entertainment that honors God. And you go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And then it goes, it takes it a step further. We abstain from lotteries and other forms of gambling, whether legal or, or illegal. That's a teenager come to me and say, Pastor, you want to bet on the Chiefs in the San Francisco? I'll bet you $20. I said, no, no, it's okay. We don't. Well, it's, it's legal. It's not illegal. It's not against the law. You know? It's not against the law. Pastor, is it against the law to go to the casino and place a bet? Especially when I know God is telling me they're going to win? <laughs> is that, a, you know, it's, 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 it's not against the law. You know? It's like, well, it wasn't against the law for slavery back then, but it's, it wasn't right. Huh? It was not the right thing to do. And so, no, uh, young man, we're not going to bet $20 uh, on the game. Uh, I, I pray that the, whoever you want to win wins. But it's, no, and, then, and, then take, and then we abstain from membership in secret orders and societies. Um, how many know there's no secrets in the kingdom of God? I love the Lord. He, he, he reveals all his wisdom. He wants to reveal all his wisdom to us. Uh, so, you know, the Masonic, the Masons and the Illuminati, and it goes deeper. And it goes deep. Uh, we abstain from all that. We abstain from participating in dance that break down proper uh, moral inhibitions. Um, dance that, is, uh, that brings out our fleshly desires. Um, although we do appreciate cultural dance, uh, you know, like Matt and Amanda, when they do their, when they were dancing at the, at the, at the uh, Polar Express play, uh, th that's dance that can glorify God. How many know David danced? Amen. You know, I dance. You don't want to see me dance, but I dance. <laughs> but then there's the other dance that, that you know, it's the club dance. It's the dance we don't want to, we abstain from that. We stay away from that, young ones. Can someone say amen? amen. We abstain from trafficking, um, intoxicating liquor, drugs, tobacco, uh, the misuse of Prescribe prescriptions. Got to be careful. Um, we, stay, we, we stay away from that. And going back, let me go back a little bit here. I apologize. So when it talked about uh, staying from lotteries and gambling, you, you can write down under there 1 Timothy 6.10. And then um, abstaining from membership of secret societies. So someone comes to you and says, hey, you want to go to the mountaintop, want to join our member, our club, uh, and it's called the Illuminati or whatever it is, you got to sacrifice a goat. Just stay away from that. Can somebody say amen? amen. Uh, abstain from membership, secret societies. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse uh, 14 through 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 17. And then um, abstaining from dance, that is, um, that breaks down moral inhibitions, uh, is Romans 12, 1, Corinthians 10, 31, and Psalms 149, 3. Okay? I want to make sure we put those scriptures in there for those who are writing notes. Um, abstaining from uh, trafficking and intoxicating liquor, Proverbs um, 20, verse 1, and Proverbs 23, verse 30 through 32. Marriage and sexuality. Um, we believe that marriage is between a man and a wife. A, 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 man, a male and a female. I thought I'd get more amens than that. This is making me nervous. We believe that marriage is between a, a male and a female. 
Thank you, sister. I appreciate that. And that anything outside of that is unholy. Um, we, 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 we don't believe in same-sex marriage. And you can go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 27, Leviticus 20, 13, Malachi chapter 2, verse 14 through 16. Um, we avoid adduced abortion. Um, so if a, if a young lady comes to you and says, I want to have an abortion, by the grace of God, do everything with God's power to encourage her to save, to save life, to save the life, to save the baby. But we also believe that God can forgive someone who has had an abortion. Amen? We believe God can forgive because he will. Um, last but not least, euthanasia and allowing to die. Euthanasia violates, suicide violates God as sovereign Lord. When you take your own life in your own hands and you say, I am going to decide when I go. And when I... We avoid that. But we are okay with, um, with drawing artificial life support. When someone's on life support and they, they, there's nothing left and we, have, we now have to make that tough decision to pull the life support, God's okay with that. And we can go to Exodus 20, uh, verse 1. Exodus 20, verse 1. So what a way to start a sermon. I, I know you're all excited now. Uh, you're all just thrilled to hear what I got coming next. Amen. Thank you. So I want to start off by saying if the word of God isn't true, um, then we're all here wasting our time. Amen. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Number one, scripture, for those who are writing notes, number one, scripture is divinely inspired by God. And uh, I want to encourage you, Carlos, to make sure you write all these notes down. I'll slow down if I have to. Um, I want to give God praise this morning. Uh, Carlos, um, in the absence of, of, of our, our brother Matt, um, who we miss and love, Carlos will be stepping in and leading the, the teens today. Yes, amen. Uh, so, for example, Scripture reveals 353 prophecies concerning Jesus, and most of those prophecies have been fulfilled. I don't know if that grabs your attention. I don't know if you get excited about that, as, like I do, when I, when I see that prophecies have been fulfilled. It excites me because there are more prophecies that have not been fulfilled but are going to be fulfilled. <laughs> it excites me, especially the time and day we live in right now. 2 Peter 1.20, it says, 2 Peter 1.20, read with me. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. That's powerful right there. Verse 21, for a prophecy never had its origin in human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from who? God spoke from God, not spoke from me, not spoke from them, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So scripture is divinely inspired by God. What a good foundation to build your family on right here, right here, right here. Knowing that scripture was not made up by man is significant in the life of a believer. Man is faulty. Man is imperfect. Um, 
Divine inspiration is perfect, and the fulfillment of prophecy has proved that time and time again. So allow God to open your mind today as we are reminded that scriptures reveal the will of God, and it has to do with every single part of our life. It reveals all things necessary to our salvation and our relationship with God to help us become everything God wants us to become. 2 Timothy 3.15 reads, And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. I love this right here. All Scripture. What is that? All Scripture. Not some, not half. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So the next time you get rebuked or corrected, know that is true love. That, that's true love. All scripture is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I thank God for the scriptures. They're there to teach me, to correct me, to rebuke me, to train me in what? In what? Righteousness. I'm going to say that again. I thank God for the scriptures because they're there to, to teach, to rebuke, to correct, to train in righteousness. righteousness. Because of this one thing we all have. And that is sin. Number two is sin. Sin. We all have it from the moment we're born. I know a few of you out there, a few of the ladies, think when they were born, there was no sin in their life. But I'm sorry to announce, you were probably one of the worst. Um, for those who didn't laugh, I was speaking to them right there. They, they just, you can look right or left and see who laughed and who didn't laugh. If they didn't laugh, it was, right there, it was them right there. I mean, no, sin corrupted our nature. Because of Adam, the original sin. He's the, he's the OG. He's the original gangster of sin. He's the veteran. I think service, second service will get that point right there, the OG. Second service will get that. He's the, he's, the, he's the original. Adam. Before Adam sinned, the world was perfect because God created it perfect. But God gave man a command, and that command was not to touch a particular tree. Very simple. But we broke that command. We did what we wanted to do, and because of that, we're going to die. He says, if you touch this, if you eat of this, you will surely die. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4 through 7. But the serpent said to you and me, said to Eve... For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, 
and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate it, and she also gave some to her husband. Gosh dang it, Adam, what are you doing? <laughs> Who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they saw that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made for themselves loincloths. Because of their disobedience to God, sin has been passed down from generation to generation and to generation. Now we all have what we call personal sin. Personal sin is a violation of the law of love. What is sin? I want to ask the if you're, if you're under 13 years old, I'm going to ask you right now. Don't answer out loud. I'm going to ask you, what is sin? What is sin? I'm going to tell you right now. Sin is anything that separates you from God. That is sin. Hatred. Gossip. Lust of the flesh. You know what, you know what also is sin? Unbelief is sin. When we don't believe, that's sin. I want to read Galatians 5, 16 through 17. It says, so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That encourages me right there because I get so many people that ask me, Pastor, I try and I try and I try. I just keep messing up. I can't do it. Right here, it says, so walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the you won't. You will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. So if we walk by the Spirit, it doesn't say we're going to be perfect, but we will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Sin separates us from God. But there are three words that bring faith, hope, and love. Three beautiful words. That I, I so it, I, I, I love. And that is justification, regeneration, and adoption. We're going to say that together because I know you, you got that on the first one. Justification, regeneration, and adoption. Let's say that again. Adoption, generation, I'm joking. <laughs> justification, regeneration, and adoption. Say it again in chorus. Justification, regeneration, and adoption. Okay, now we're going to sing that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> These three words happen simultaneously when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Justification, regeneration, and adoption. Justification, write this down. Grants full pardon of all our guilt and our sin. In Acts 13, 39, the Bible says right here, Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. And then it says, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law. We can't uphold the law perfectly, and that's why we need regeneration. Regeneration is God changing our nature Changing the desires of our heart. 
At one time, this young man wanted this, wanted that. Now all he wants is God. At one point, this maybe a young girl, all she wanted was this, that, that. But now all she wants, her desires are changing because God is in her and all she wants is God. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the Bible says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. Regeneration is a new birth. Our moral nature is made right and we can grow in Christ in a healthy way, like a child eating fruits and vegetables. John 1.12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Justification Regeneration, adoption. Now I am a child of God. I have been adopted. Adoption is being in right relationship with God. Adoption is a believer constituted a child of God. I thank God for his justification, regeneration, and adoption because it leads me to point number four. This is my last point, church, and that is Christian holiness and entire sanctification. Christian holiness, I don't know about you, but those words can scare me. Um, Because I'm human, and there are times I don't feel like I'm enough. You ever felt that way? You don't feel Christian holiness, you know? I don't walk around saying I'm holy, although with Christ I am. But because of my faults and my frailties and my mistakes, it's, those words can scare me at times. But that's why I love this next verse I'm about to read, because not only does he urge us, he tells us how to view ourselves in the view of God's mercy. See, a lot of people are looking at themselves in the mirror with glasses that are jacked up, you know? It's like taking someone's glasses and you put them on your, you're like, whoa. Man, I got a jacked up grill. You know? But then all of a sudden you put on God's glasses and the way he sees you and the way he looks at you and he puts them on and and you say, oh my gosh, man, I'm good looking. (laughs) Whoa. You know? When we look at ourselves the way God looks at us, I like Romans 12, 1, 2. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy... To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Think about the patterns of the world and what's happening right now in our world. The patterns, the the, the phases that we go through, these things that are... Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Sanctification is God working in us to be like Christ. I'm going to say that again. Sanctification is God working in us to be like Christ. Initial, initial sanctification is we, we get all of God when we believe. Entire sanctification 
is when God gets all of us. So, um, are you sanctified? Amen. Do you have entire sanctification? Entire sanctification is when God gets all of you. Ezekiel 36, 25 through 27 says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you. Isn't that beautiful? He says, I will take away your heart of, that's heart of stone and I will give to you a heart of flesh. You know, when I talk to people, I can, I can sense and see. There are people that have, including myself, we put fronts on. But at the end of the day, deep down inside, we either have a heart of stone or a heart of flesh. A heart that's open, humble, loving, sensitive. Yes, can be hurt at times, but God, give me a heart of flesh that I may... Be able to receive what you have for me. Not a heart of stone. That it cannot be touched or moved. It cannot be, it cannot be broken. It cannot be, it's just cold. It's, you guys picture that? A heart of stone. God says, I could take that heart and I can give you a heart of flesh. Amen. You know, before I became a Christian, I want you to do me a favor right now. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about before you became a Christian, before you really accepted Jesus, not going to church, church kids, please li- listen to your parents. Don't, don't buy the life of Satan and, and say, yeah, I've been going to church and, you know, life's perfect and I just can't wait till I'm 18 so I can go to the club. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Think about the first time you gave your life to Jesus, okay? The first time you asked Jesus into your heart. And I can think about that right now. The first time I accepted Jesus into my heart, I invited him in to my heart. The process of sanctification is like having Jesus coming into your heart, coming into your room, and he begins to change the entertainment. So close your eyes with me and picture Jesus now coming into your house. You let him in, but Jesus is a gentleman. He's not going to barge his way through. He's a gentleman. He goes into the living room, and he's there And all of a sudden now, Jesus wants to get to know you a little more. He wants more relationship with you. And just like you would anyone that you love or that you care about, that you want to show them your house, you're excited, you, you take Jesus now and he goes into the living room and the entertainment is there. And he might just start changing the entertainment the, the, the TV that we watch, the music that we listen to. And then he comes into our kitchen and he begins to challenge us about the things we put into our body, the food we eat. And I'm not just talking about alcohol. It could even be the, the bad stuff the doctor's telling us to stay away from. Can somebody say amen? Now, as you close your eyes with me, just picture Jesus now in your kitchen and he's there 
And then he makes his way, he makes his way to the bedroom. But some of us, but some of us have not allowed Jesus in the bedroom because we know already Jesus is not going to approve of what's in the bedroom. He know, we know. And so Jesus now, he's just one of those, he's not, he's, he's that, he's just that, that, that dude that we like. He's, but he, he hasn't seen the whole house yet. He, you know, he, he stays in the living room. But for some of us, Jesus has come into the living room. We, we have invited him there, and then we have invited him into the hallway, and then he's, into our, he's in our bedroom now. And any sexual issues outside of marriage between a man and a woman, he challenges. And then he helps us. He loves us. He, he wants to be there for us. And then finally he goes into the closets, and all the ladies said amen, and he starts to clean out the secrets not that it's only the women that have secrets, okay? Don't take that that way. But he starts going into the closet. And I say closets because my wife, her, she couldn't wait to get her closet all done up and nice. And there was all this stuff in there from moving. And, but he starts going into the closet. And he starts cleaning things out and helping. And then, and then all of a sudden, he starts redecorating. Can someone say amen? He starts decorating. And he starts knocking walls down. And he starts opening up space. And now there's sunshine coming through through windows and, and, and hitting areas of, of places that have been dark for many years. And all of a sudden it's freeing and we, we feel like we've decluttered. We feel free. How many know it's hard to declutter sometimes? Amen. It's, you know, some, some, some of us are, we like to hold on to things forever and we like to hoard things and God says, I, I, I want you to let go. I want you to let go and I want you to be free. I want you to let go of that hurt. I want you to, but some of us will continue to hold on to these things and we'll put it into our closet and our drawer. But God says, I want you to, I want to help you get rid of this. So as our eyes are closed right now, I just want you to think with me for a moment. Like I said in the beginning, if this isn't true, then we are all wasting our time. But I'm here to tell you by the grace of God, this is true. And we are building our foundations, our families' lives on the, on the house, on the kingdom of God. And so whether this is your first time hearing something like this, or I'm pretty sure maybe your thousandth time, just be encouraged to know this is not a waste of time, amen? And so you're here this morning and say, Pastor Carlos, I'm not right with Jesus. He's not living in my heart. I don't, I don't have God living in my life. I want you to accept him right now. You pray right now where you're sitting. You just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I'm sorry. Wherever you're sitting right now, you just ask him into your heart. Say, God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. You're watching online with us this morning. You need to repent of your sin. You say, God, forgive me. I'm sorry. The Bible says that we are all going to stand before God. There is a heaven, there is a hell. There is eternity with or without God. But God sent his only son to die on the cross for our sin. And by his blood, we can be saved. Amen. It's you this morning, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you right now to do that, right now. Amen.
I want to open the, uh, the altars this morning, but we're going to do something a little differently. Um, I want to have my, my sister, Pastor Barb, come up and stand here on my right, and Sister Jeannie over here to my left, and maybe Pastor Pepe here in the middle. We're going to be, um, it's something we haven't done in a while, and that is healing prayer. How I many you know we serve a God who's in the healing business? And some of us need to come down and we need to step outside of our comfort zone and come to the feet of Jesus through Pastor Barb, through our sister Jeannie and, and uh, our, our Pastor Pepe and receive God's healing this morning for whatever that is. Okay, if there's sickness in your body, if there's um, something the doctor has said to you or a family member, please do that now. Oh man, let's get some uh, music playing. And um, if you want to pray at the altar, Sister Jean, if you want to stand over here to the side, um, we're going to open up the altars here. Um, if you want to come pray, if you want to come have them pray for you, let's do that right now in this moment. Amen. Maybe God has even spoken to you about some of the things we spoke about. Uh, maybe you're battling, you're, you're not believing. Maybe you need to repent for unbelief. You have rebellion in your heart and your life. You don't want to believe because you don't want to be accountable to a God. You want to do your own thing. This morning, you need to repent, humble yourself, and come to the cross. Amen? Amen. Come to Jesus this morning and say, God, forgive me. I humble myself. I give myself to you. I'm not my own man. I am not my own man. I've been doing it my way for many years, and Lord, I'm lost. I need you. Amen. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in human will, but prophets through humans spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. The flesh desires what is different from the Spirit. And the Spirit what is different from the flesh. Heavenly Father, I pray, God, for these verses, Lord, that they may be installed in our heart. Father, that they would go deep within our soul, Father. Father, I have unsafe family members, people who, who need to know you, people who need to get saved. Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name. For them right now, you know who they are. Father, I pray that they would walk by the Spirit. Help me walk by the Spirit that they may see you and me, Father. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. Father, I thank you for in Jesus' name for setting me free from a life of sin, for setting me free from bondage and addiction, from the things of this world that once had me bound. I believe the blood of Jesus. Father, over my life and over our church. May we be set free from sin in Jesus' name. A justification you are not able to obtain under the law. Father, I cannot do this on my own. Father, we need you. We cannot uphold the law perfectly. That's why we need your grace and mercy, Father. And we thank you so very much. But wait, may we not abuse that. May we not take advantage of that, Heavenly Father. 
Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. Father, I thank you for the new life that you have given me, for the new heart that you have given me. The old man is gone. The new is here. Yet to all those who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, to those who believed, Father, thank you for giving me the grace, God, and mercy to believe in you. For this world does not believe in you. But Father, I believe in you. I believe in who you are. He gave the right to become children of God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that we are all in this place children of you. We've been adopted into your kingdom. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. sprinkle your water on me. Heavenly Father, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Purify my heart, Heavenly Father. Purify my spirit. Anything that I have put before you, you say is an idol. Father, I remove all idols, Father, and I put you first in my life. I put you before fishing. I put you before camping. I put you before... I put you before my family, Father. I put you before everything in my life. Father, you come first. You say you will give me a new heart and you will put a new spirit within me. Father, I ask God you do that right now in Jesus' name. And Father, this heart that has been hurt, this heart that has built walls, this heart that has, that has not trusted, Father, I remove all that right now in Jesus' name. Give me a heart of flesh, I pray in Jesus' name. Put your spirit within us this morning. And while I'm praying this church and while I'm speaking these words, I hope to God you're praying with me. I pray to God I can hear some of you here in the front. You're praying with me. Hope you're praying this over you right now in Jesus' name.
Let's all stand in this place this morning. I want to get that last scripture. I had a scripture in the beginning. together as a, as a church family. Um, Proverbs 24. It should be in the very, the very beginning. Proverbs 24, 3 through 4. So do we build our, and, and I, I just, I'm so excited to see what God has in store for us these next few weeks as, when it comes to the family um, and our household. Uh, how many know there's order in the house of God? Amen. How many know there's, there should be order in the streets? Yeah. When you don't have order in the streets, there's chaos. How many know there's order in school? There's order at work. There's order in the home. There should be. And we're not going to look at it from the world's point of view. The world says a man should be in the kitchen and cooking. A woman should be in the kitchen. We're not going to look at it from the world. We're going to look at it from God's point of view of what a home looks like. Can somebody say amen? amen. The devil ain't going to like this. And that's why we're going to read this scripture one last time together. Through hu hugs and kisses, a house... Oh, wait, sorry, hold on. Let me put my glasses on here. Through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. May we build... Our house. I, I, I didn't want to go any further without taking this and say, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to go back to the basics here. This is in our 16 articles right here. And I encourage you to go through all the articles. But this is really the foundation of what we believe. There's all those little things in life. Well, do we worship on Saturday or do we do it on Monday? Or do, no, there's a lot of little questions. But these things, there is no discussion. And I've preached that before. This I won't debate. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Be blessed this morning. Be encouraged. Uh, be safe. And know I'm here for you all. If you need anything or uh, need prayer, just hit me up, call me, text me. We love you. Let's bow our heads as we pray, as we ask God to be with us, as we dismiss. Um, Brother Ted Clark, could you please come and dismiss us this morning? Thank you, brother. Dear Lord, thank you for these words on family and the importance 
of a good foundation in both our Christian life and our family life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Yeah. 